What's the matter with me podcast? The Godcast, the Dad Podcast, the Fishing Rodcast. It's season eight. My name is John. I'm 44 years old, husband, father of two, small business owner, radio DJ podcaster. And I have multiple sclerosis, trigeminal neuralgia, and I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. Thanks for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. Hopping hot sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hopping hot sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. Yada yada. Shout out to Jersey Girl who wrote in to let me know she was digging the new theme song. Send me an email, john at hoppinworld.com, j-o-h-n at h-o-p-p-i-n-w-o-r-l-d.com. And I'll give you a shout out, maybe the best shout out you ever got, or anyone's ever got. Or anyone will have, see? Dude, I saw this stuff. Aaron Fotheringham. You know this guy, Fotheringham? What a name. Fotheringham? I'm not even sure. Aaron Fotheringham is an extreme wheelchair athlete who performs tricks adapted from skateboarding and BMX. He competes in the Vegas Am Jam series in skate park competitions, usually against BMX riders. Fotheringham calls his... I gotta gotta look this up. I can't be calling this guy the wrong. Aaron Fotheringham. That's a three out of five Fotheringham. Okay, all right, sorry. I had to get it right. Fotheringham calls his activity WCMX. He is the first person to successfully perform a backflip in a wheelchair at the age of 14 and a double backflip at the age of 18. He performs many other tricks in his wheelchair, including 180-degree aerials, one-wheeled spins and rail grinds. He plans to fuse the black backflip with the 180 aerial into what is known as a flare. So he's got like a pretty incredible story. Aaron Fotheringham, an extreme wheelchair athlete. Check this out. Although he used crutches early on, He has been a wheelchair user full-time since the age of eight. He would watch his brother riding his BMX at the skate park, and one day his brother told him that he should try riding his chair in the park, an event of which Fotheringham said, One day... My brother was like, it'd be really cool if you dropped in on your chair. Do you want to try it? My dad was there. 
and he gave me the thumbs up. So they helped me get my chair up a four-foot quarter pipe. Then I dropped in and just fell multiple times. Then finally, I rode away from one of them, and I was hooked. He uses a customized WCMX wheelchair designed by Box Wheelchairs, which is both lightweight and features four-wheel suspension. This enables him to perform the same sort of tricks that skateboarders and BMXers can do as the suspension cushions his landing. It's an awesome, awesome video. I'll put a link link to it on what's the matter with me. And it'll be in the email. That's why you should subscribe. Hold up, I gotta take a selfie. But Aaron Fotheringham, pretty amazing. Right now I'm having to get my wheelchair. Hold on, let me get this selfie. I gotta get the selfie. Why you should subscribe to What's the Matter with Me. That reminded me that Aaron Fotheringham. Yeah. Gotta get this selfie. There we go. Yeah, so we'll put the selfie and the Aaron Fotheringham video in the email. So you gotta, you must subscribe to What's the Matter with Me. Go to what's the matter with me do, dot org and hit subscribe. I was somebody reminded me of the sound effects, how much sound effects we used to use, and I forgot about that. Man, when that was like last year, I think the year before. When was the height of the sound effects? Do you remember the sound effects? Write me at john at h-o-p-p-i-n-w-o-r-l-d dot com. John at hoppinworld.com. I'll give you an incredible shout out, shout out that warps time and space due to its epicness. My wife just wrote me about how the kids baseball league the baseball league really, because of the weather last year, it like made a horrible baseball season. And then that overwhelmed the poor lady running the baseball league. She didn't really have the administrative capability to deal with so much cancellation. And, like, the fields were closed. They couldn't get field permits from the city. So, we... And then, on top of it, when it finally did come around, John John was super upset about it, and he hated it. And he wouldn't go. And so, it cost all this money. He didn't go. It created all this negative feeling. I'm just scared that... A baseball season is going to roll around. And he'll be like, I want to play baseball. And, you know, I guess it will have to be like too bad, kid. But I'm a baseball kid and that breaks my heart. Maybe he won't mention it. It was awful 
last year, his team, they had a kind of schism within the team. Some of the kids on the team thought they were better than the other kids. Just as a viewer, I can let you know these kids were all in the the league where you were like, okay, they're basically getting along because coronavirus like ate up all their T-ball years and so the kids have like no baseball understanding. And then with John, I can't really play catch with him with the one hand. I could, I was thinking about the Jim Abbott. Remember Jim Abbott in the Angels? He was incredible. He pitched with one hand. He threw the ball to a home plate. And as part of his pitching motion, he put on his glove at the same time. And then he would field his position. And if they hit it with him, he would like take it off in the corner and toss it to first base. He was not a great field. Jim Abbott, unbelievable Jim Abbott. That reminds me of this saying that my wife was telling me this like Jim Abbott. It's unbelievable. He pitched for the California Angels. When you have explored, let me start that over. When you have explored all possibilities, remember this, you haven't, Thomas Edison. I'm not sure if that's the actual quotation or if that is a verbatim quotation that I like copied down. But my wife was talking about that quotation. Maybe a verbatim quote. But when you have explored all possibilities, remember this, you haven't. Almost certainly a verbatim quote. Because it's like, remember this, you haven't. Just with a period. So it's when you have explored all possibilities, comma, remember this, you haven't, period. That's not the proper quotation. That has to be a verbatim. Let me see. Hold on. Okay. All right. So I'm pretty close. I was just missing the dash. So it's remember this dash you haven't. That makes more sense. So I'm going to put that in there in the email. Put a dash. You want to be accurate. And then uh, I heard uh, Don't Sweat the Technique. You guys, you remember Don't Sweat the Technique? Don't Sweat the Technique. Let's trace the hints and check the file. Let's see who bit to detect this style. I flipped the script so they can't get foul. At least not now. It'll take a while. MCs want to beef when I play for keeps. When they sweat the technique, the words of Rock Him. Don't sweat the technique by Eric B. and Rock Him. I just wanted to have a quote in there. Like, so my wife had that Thomas Edison quote. And I thought, okay, I'll make it even. I'll have a quote. Don't sweat the technique. 
when when you've explored all possibilities, remember this, you haven't. You can always make a social media profile for your pet cat. People love cats. Okay, so Arte Povera. Let me get on Wikipedia here about Arte Povera. Arte Povera was an art movement that took place between the end of the 60s and the beginning of the 70s in major cities throughout Italy and above all in Turin. So it happened between the end of the 60s and the beginning of the 70s. I'm not really sure about that kind of time period definition. It, 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 it happened in this little space. The term was coined by the Italian art critic Germano Cellant in 1967. The term was coined by Italian art critic Germano Cellant in 1967. Germano Cellant. So, Arte Povera is kind of like minimalism, but kind of informal in a way. But so I was trying to figure out if it was pronounced Arte Povera or Arte Povera. And so I looked up Arte Povera pronunciation. The video that comes up is was 15 seconds long. And it's one of these videos where it just is white and uh, black type says Arte Povera. And then this voice kept saying, Arte Povera, Arte Povera. And it kept repeating it. Actually, I think it was almost 30 seconds long. They repeated it five or six times. Literally in Italian means poor art. And I was looking at this pronunciation video. You know, if you look up the pronunciation of anything, a lot of times you get a video like this on YouTube that I will say whatever and then repeat it. But watching this Arte Povera, Arte Povera, Arte Povera, and they kept saying it. And I was like, this is like a high technology piece of Arte Povera artwork. Arte Povera. Anyway, check it out. Check out Arte Povera. Check out Aaron Fotheringham. Remember the sound effects? I had this vision of the the ancient of this ancient giant huge creaking super heavy wooden door. It's like it's like opportunity and it's wide open. It's a like, creak boom and it's like open. And there's a light shining through and dust filtering in the light. The ancient giant door is wide open. The ancient giant door of opportunity is wide open. With light shining through. Dust filtering through the light. I had that. That that was a vision I had. 
something else that I have that I don't have. What I don't have right now. Not what I have, what I don't have. I don't have any stitches or staples in my head or anywhere else in my body at the time of this recording. No stitches, no staples. No staples. The stitches fell out in the shower and it was like just the end of them, the part that wasn't in my body. I think the part in my body melted or whatever it does. You know, I knew this would happen. They were kind of brown, probably from old blood. They were. I was like, what's this in my hair? When I was washing my hair and it was like tied together medical string. And I'm like, I think I know what you are. Everyone who is in a relationship with me, like even just if you listen to this podcast, but especially my friends and my family, they're in a re- you're in a relationship with me, but it's not just with me. It's with MS. Like, and so anyone who has to deal with me has to also deal with MS. And that was something I realized last week or something. I was like, you can't just be friends with me. You have to be friends with me and MS. And MS is really not a great, attractive, not an attractive relationship. People aren't running towards MS, being like, oh yeah, let's be friends. People aren't. And so it makes friendship with me, people in a relationship with me, even my family, even my kids and my wife. And that bothers me pretty greatly. And I'm trying to deal with the the emotions that come from that because I really value my friends and family and it was kind of harsh to realize it's never going to be just me and them. It seems like that is one of those things not to dwell on, right? It seems like that's going to be one of those things that's good not to dwell on, to move past. But it's kind of something I just realized, so I wanted to put it out there. And there's a lot of emotions that came from that. But what does it mean, really? It's just me feeling like being upset about that. But in reality, not it's kind of vague a vague concept it's true enough to say hey listen i saw the other day i saw a guide i'm not sure where i ran across it i saw the united spinal association disability etiquette guide So these were some interesting tips when dealing with a disabled person, a person in a wheelchair. 
And I thought they were kind of cool, interesting ways to deal with disabled people thinking about how to deal with disabled people. The United Spinal Association's Disability Etiquette Guide includes the following tips. Do not touch, grab, or guide someone with a disability without their permission. Remember that people with disabilities consider their equipment part of their personal space. Treat adults as adults. Don't patronize. Ask before you help. Do not touch, pat, or grab. Speak directly to the person with a disability. Avoid making assumptions. Be open to requests for access or accommodation. Use respectful person-first language. Provide a clear path of travel and welcome service animals. Ask before you help. Don't assume that because a person has a disability, they need help. Usually, they'll ask if they need assistance. If you offer and they accept, follow their instructions. They know their capabilities. Do not touch, pat, or grab. No one wants to be touched without consent, including people with disabilities. Do not touch, grab, or guide them in their wheelchair, scooter, or cane without permission. Remember that people with disabilities consider their equipment part of their personal space. Space. Speak directly to the person with the disability. Also, while striking up a conversation is great, remember that most people, including those with disabilities, would rather not discuss their bodies or medical history with people they just met. Avoid making assumptions. People with disabilities are the best judge of what they can or cannot do. Remember, it could violate the ADA in many situations to exclude people from an activity because of their disability. Be open to requests for accommodation. Nurturing an equitable, inclusive society is up to all of us. So I'm going to post a link to the United Spinal Association. Gotta accept gravity like we had acceptance last time. Gotta accept gravity. Gravity is a constant force. It'll be going on. I'll check you next time. Thank you for tuning in. We have Aaron Fotheringham. Disabled Extreme Wheelchair. Don't sweat the technique in Thomas Edison. People love cats, aren't they? Povera, the giant door of opportunity. There's no stitches in my body, no staples in my head. 
Everyone in a relationship with me is also in a relationship with MS. Disability Etiquette Guide from the United Spinal Association. We gotta accept gravity. Thank you for tuning in to What's the Matter with Me podcast. Check you next time.